welcome again to my podcast entitled Order Up Freaks and Geeks. This is your host, Angel. And today I have a very, 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 very special guest, my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi. Um, so this is my mom. Uh, I've known her all my life. Um, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? Hi, I am Wanda, Pastor Wanda Jones uh, uh, with the Lilith's Temple Ministries. Amen. Uh, we uh, come to you uh, bringing greetings from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk a little bit today about fear over faith. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. I felt like this is a good subject to talk about because I was asking my mom one of the questions uh, that that includes, I don't know if y'all have seen over the weekend, but it includes talking about uh, Tabitha Brown and Wendy Williams with that whole situation. And Tabitha basically claps back at Wendy talking about uh, her having like God first in her relationship or just having basically what we're about to talk about, having that faith over everything else and, and, and like manifesting your dreams and everything you want and stuff like that and praying about it or whatever you do just to get those dreams going and stuff but we're gonna be talking about faith over fear because it is a good subject i feel like it's something many of us needed whether we're old or young how about you start us off mom faith is uh you know knowing uh is the evidence of things hoped for amen things that we cannot see uh and uh, I, I, I want to take you back a ways uh, at one time in my life where uh, I had uh, asked the Lord to increase my faith because his word says it's impossible to please him without faith. And I'm here to tell you, I went through a test. Uh, during the time, uh, I only had one child. And no, it was April, right? And, oh, yeah, um, April. Actually, it was two. It was me. Okay, I was there. Two, because Angel was uh, my baby at the time, and we had I had lost my home, my mobile home, and at, at the time, and I was uh, seeing her father, which and I thought that was the man that God had had for me, and come to find out it, it was a trick of the enemy. Wow, won't um, he do it? Just bring it. Do it. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I lost my home and I wind up moving in uh, a little small house. And um, when I moved there, uh, the Lord told me it would be temporary. Right. And we stayed there one year. And one day, uh, I was off work. I am a certified nursing assistant. CNA. And I was there in my in my room, and the Lord spoke to me. And he, when I first moved there, He said temporarily. And so one day he laid me, slayed me out in the spirit on my bed. And he spoke to me. He said, he reminded me of what I asked him. And he reminded me that he was increasing my faith. Mm. So therefore he had to take me through a test. Well, a storm came after I had Angel, my baby girl. There was a storm, a snowstorm that came. Uh, no, it was a hurricane, as a matter of fact. Oh, it a hurricane. Florida during that time. And it came through and it just dropped out a lot of water. And and my sister and one of her friends came over and they literally helped us get out of the house. The house, the water was up and had gotten up in the house. And we had to wade out of there in the water. 
and I would stay with a friend of mine until uh, the water had gone down because the area that we lived in it was just so uh, it was low land mm-hmm. and, and that's like going towards downtown the, right and, yeah, yes it was and yeah. I stayed with a friend me and my two girls until the water had went down and the the, uh, the landlord he was not he was like a slumlord he did not want to pay for anything he didn't want to rip the carpet out of anything wow but to make a long story short, and when the Lord had, had, had took me back, it reminded me of what I prayed for. That's why sometimes you have to be careful what you what you pray for. I said that you you have to be in every deep every everything you pray, wish for, whatever. You have to be specific in detail because, like we was just watching the Princess and the Frog today with Doctor Facilfier or whatever, and you know he gave them what they wished for, but. They didn't ask for it exactly in detail like he gave the guy hair because he was bald but he got hair all over so you have to be specific in detail because he's gonna give you exactly what you asked for but don't get upset when it's not exactly what you want or need at that moment so so mind you to make another long story short i stayed there one year and uh i didn't know what i was gonna do you know when the house you know had got the water got up in the house and everything and so one day I went down to uh, pay my light bill. Mm-hmm. And while I was in there, uh, the water, my, I think my light bill was being more than actually my rent. And so I wanted to know what was going on. I even asked the landlord to come look at the, uh, the box on the inside of the house. Mm-hmm. And come to find out it was, uh, uh, it was a problem there. So while I was there down to pay my light bill, uh, I, I met one of the ladies there waited on me. She said there was a lady that just left from there and uh, they had just built some new homes over behind the Pizza Hut area here in Lumberton. And as a matter of fact, I worked there near that area at uh, Western Pines during that time. Mm-hmm. Right over behind all that. And all that was uh, Longleaf Apartments. And it was Longleaf Apartments. They were brand new in 2000. And so one day I went by there to the office, as a matter of fact, in, at the Longleaf apartment area, and uh, I got an application, and so I filled it out, and I just left it on my dresser, and one day, one of my sisters stopped by, and before she got ready to leave, she said, the Lord said, shake that lady's hand when you go back and return the application, anoint your hands in his name, and I did so. And it was two weeks after that, after, when I walked in, I had already anointed those hands down in an anointing oil in Jesus' name, just following the instructions of God. And I said it was two weeks later. I was uh, at work one, one Saturday morning. My daughter called me. She said, Mama, uh, I think we have that apartment. The man called. And lo and behold, uh, we got that apartment. Yeah. And I, I wanted something that was not... Um, something downstairs because I had a small child. That was me. And I did not want to go up and down the stairs with her and, and carry groceries up and whatever I had to do. I wanted something that was downstairs. Uh, downstairs. Mm-hmm. So I went over to do the paperwork and she took me around and showed me the apartment uh, that was upstairs and I asked her, I said, I, I really would prefer something downstairs because I have a small child. And she said, you know what? She said, let's go back over to the office because there's a young lady. Um, she put an application for this apartment, but I don't think she's going to take it. And so, lo and behold, 
she went back at the office, she looked at the paperwork, and uh, she decided not to take the apartment and, and look, or look, I said, look at God. Wow. It was downstairs. And I remember the apartment too. It was apartment A1, which is crazy because I always liked that apartment because I was like, oh, that's the same letter in my name, Angel. So that's how I, how I always remember when we was learning um, our address back in kindergarten. I couldn't remember like the exact address, but I remember I was like, we live in apartments behind the pizza place and the apartment is A1. And that's all I could remember if something were to happen to me and so, stuff. God's just good. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, it's impossible to please without faith. And we have to do, we do have to step out of faith. In anything that we do, we have mm-hmm. to step out of faith. That's kind of like in the moment where I'm at right now, as you've seen and guided me uh, being a college graduate, and, and many people can relate to this, especially people my age, like after we graduate high school or college, and we're kind of like, at least in that moment right now, I know I'm gonna be starting like, you know, my new full-time job and everything soon, but I just can't help but feel like I'm a little bit lost. And so it's like, how do you keep faith into something that you want or need, but still feel like so iffy? And stuff. It doesn't feel like, I guess, a test, but it's, I mean, you wouldn't know you were in a test until after it, honestly. So it's like, how do you keep that faith and keep that hope within yourself and keep grinding or doing what you need to do, especially with all these like negative spirits or negativity out there? You got like, especially with us young people, we got social media now. So, you know, we got social media and, and friends that we, might not actually be our friends even down to our own blood family members where they say like some discouraging words or anything like that how do you keep the faith in something like that what i would say to you is um you have to pray prayer is the key matter of fact god spoke that to me he said prayer is the key Mm -hmm. and that that's what keeps you focused is to pray about and talk to god about it and that's what's going to get you through Mm -hmm. Um, you know Pray to talk to God. He ain't gonna tell nobody. And I think, like a lot of humans, you know, uh, can't tell everybody you your can't business. Tell because they will sooner or later we have a slip of tongue. You know, and I, I was just talking about with somebody. You know, people, at least, and you've seen it. You've got Facebook. You know how somebody will go on social media and basically tell their plans on the social media sometimes or to their friends. It's like even if it is somebody. Actually, I had a friend with uh, my friend Brent. And stuff and he didn't know that I had gotten a like a little part-time job temporary job at the place I work at and he was like how come you didn't tell me and I said well I didn't feel the need to tell everybody because number one the place is temporary and number two I just don't need you know everybody to know you never know who's on your downfall or anything like that even though I knew I probably could have told him but it's, it's it's come down to the point like sometimes you just can't tell everybody everything I even got told that from my own sister sometimes she's like you know sometimes you just and she for sure knows like you just cannot let everybody know everything unless they are meant to know and stuff you know and that's but it's always like how do you know who how do you know who to tell or do you just keep it to yourself because you know how sometimes you have good things happen in your life and you just want to just let somebody know and stuff sometimes you can uh you know go by a person's spirit mm-hmm. if you pick up in that spirit if you have uh, a discernment uh, where you can pick up that person's spirit and know what kind of person they are uh-huh. what kind of personality they have mm-hmm. you can just about tell you know who you can trust right and 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 i should have probably told him because that's that's one of those people that i can honestly really trust 
and stuff. But um, for the most part, when things happen to me, especially these, at least for the past couple of months, I've just been feeling like I, I can't really tell everybody my business. There's only one other person I tell my business to, and that's probably just Boris. He's like the the number one person that I, I would tell things to and I truly can trust. Everybody else is like, no harm done, but I'd rather tell you when it when it comes, you know, comes forth and it's true. And I got it. You know, I got it like in my hands. And then I'll go ahead and let you know. Um and stuff like you know, a lot of people didn't even know that I had secured the full-time job in the place I'll be working at starting in August. And a lot of people, actually a lot of people still don't even know that. They have literally no idea. You know, some people have stepped into my part-time place and they, I guess they're thinking I just work there. Or even the people I work with have no idea that I'll actually probably be leaving in like the next three weeks and stuff moving on and stuff like that. But I guess it's like in the journey now as a college, well, after graduate alumni, I guess, college student. It's like, I'm kind of like in this like lost space though because it's like, I was so used to finding the goal but now I'm like, I'm not really sure what the goal is other than to, you know, go to graduate school. But I feel like there's something missing and stuff. I feel like, what is my next goal? Because I feel like, you know how everybody has their goal. Like, okay, they want to get a house or they, they want to start this business. Or like, I got, you know, people I know want to uh, write a book or, or you know, all these things. I'm like, all I have is that I know I want to go to graduate school. That's it. But I'm not really sure of what else I really want to do. And stuff. And again, I, I, I come to say, uh, you, you really have to pray and talk to God about it. Ask Him, you know, what it is, uh, what your long-term goals are. Right. Uh, what you, you know, really, your destiny. Uh-huh. Uh, you talk to God about it uh, and ask God to show you some things. And, so, and He will show it to you. Yeah, because I want to be like sure of what path, I'm doing. The path that He has for you, it, it, it'll begin to unravel. As a matter of fact, you can't, it's like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, you have parts of the puzzle, but you know, you, you know, all, after a while, you start messing around with that puzzle. And after a while, all the pieces going to come together. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's you know, how uh, the path that God has for us, it unravels like, it'll come together like a puzzle. Right. You can't see, uh, you know, what piece is going to go here and what piece is going to go there at that time. Right. But all of a sudden it begins to unravel. And that's how I'm feeling right now. It's just like, like how I told um somebody, I forgot who I told this to, but it was like, almost kind of like you're trying to cross like a, a, a river and it's going so fast, right? You know how people step on like them stones to get across the river? That's kind of how I'm feeling. Like, I feel like I just stepped on one stone, right? And that was college. And I got done with it, made it through. Thank God I made it through. Amen. Um, and then now I, and I got, and I secured my first full-time job and that's my second stone. But I, it's like right now it's kind of seeming like, all right, I've got two stones, but I feel, still feel like there's so many other stones that I got in a way to make it over to where I need to be. And it's kind of like hard. It's like, how long? I think the other one is like, um, when you get so caught up in the place that you're in and you just sit there and like, how long is it going to be? until I make it to the next place. And I think that's something, because you, I hate to say it, it's like we're always impatient. Because like I said, again, with social media, as young people, my generation, it's like people are getting things like that. They're just getting it. And it's just like, well, how long until I get what I want or what I need? Well, I think I should tell you, I will tell you this, it'll be well worth the wait. Uh, we can't rush God uh, for you know, the 
plan that he has for uh, our life. We can't rush him. Um, uh, he may not come when we want him, but he's always on time. Yeah. Um, all we do have to pray about it and leave it at his feet. And, you know, don't go back and pick it up anymore. Just, just leave it there. Ask God to, to lead and guide your footsteps. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, he said in his word, uh, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he would direct our path. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to acknowledge Christ uh, in your life because uh, he's the one that, that, that knows your future. Yeah. He's the only one that knows your, your true future. Uh, you know, you get all this, uh, these other uh, things out here, all these uh, mediums or psychics or whatever, you know, but uh, they don't know your true future. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about that. How do you feel about? Because I honestly, I feel, I feel like this is like a really good conversation to have, and I would love to have it with somebody else as well who does practice in it. Because I want to understand everybody, and to, I don't know, I just want to talk with everybody to get understand like why people practice what they do, or you know, the same with Christian people as well. How do you feel about people, especially uh, a, a lot of people are bringing back? Or like it's always been here, but for it's like becoming more like popular. A lot of people are leaving uh, the church and the faith. And I've watched the video on it, and I'm not even gonna lie. Some people kind of made some good things, but it's not the fact of. There was two reasons why a lot of people left. One reason was because they felt like God didn't answer any of their prayers or answered when they needed Him the most. Um, and then the other one is, uh, hate to say it, church people, because church people ch- ain't no hurt like church hurt. You know, especially with people being like alternative or whatever background that they may have. And they go into church ex- ex- expecting the church to, to open them or, or invite them in with open arms. And they get kind of like rejected or talked about within that place that's supposed to be a safe haven. And so they end up turning to, you know, these other types of uh, philosophies and faith and stuff like that. And, and uh, unfortunately, well, not even unfortunately, um, it, it's kind of like, how do I say this? It's like some people actually have found benefits in those other places. And but it's like how how do you explain that? Cuz I feel like the one I want to talk about the most is honestly the church hurt. Because oh, okay, and it, I can talk to you about the church hurt. I've been there done that. Um as a matter of fact, um you know, we can't see everything, but God see it all. Um I knew something wasn't quite right at the church I used to to attend. I was a minister there mm-hmm. until uh, the Lord promoted me to the next level as prophetess and pastor. And I I uh, went to a service uh, one Sunday afternoon, and there was a man, a uh, pastor there, Bishop uh, McDonald from out of Fayetteville, and he began to prophesy to people at the end of his sermon and. I was about one of the last ones that he called out. Matter of fact, I was sitting there on the front row, and he took his glasses off and he gave them to me. He said, can you see me? I said, yes, I can see you. And he began to walk off from me a little ways, and then he turned around, he said, you've been through a lot of church hurt. Wow. And, And I listened to him, and he said, but something was done. Somebody wanted me out of there where I was at because Uh-oh, it, drama? Was, it was the enemy because I was supposed to be the assistant pastor there at the church. And there were many, many people whispering in the pastor's ear mm-hmm. because of jealousy. Wow. They didn't want me. I guess they felt like, well, 
she's been here, we've been here longer than her. Or, you know, uh, you know, so we're gonna have to do something. So as soon as that prophecy came from him, it's like the spirit of God just it fell on me like a bucket of water. And I remember uh twirling around the middle of the floor. Just twirling around <laughs> in the middle of the floor. And it's like God was confirming, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is coming from me, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so and uh matter of fact I think my parents were there at the time and they, they were living at that time. And it was like a confirmation to me that you know, yes, there were some things done. But had I had stood still, and that's a lot of, of what young people don't want to do now. They don't want to wait. They don't want to stand still and wait on God. Mm-hmm. And see, that's where we, you know, from experience, that's where you miss out on your blessing. That you got to, you got to stand still. And that's what he told Moses. He said, "Stand still right. and see my salvation." You know, with the children of Israel. When he opened up the red season and the cross through. Uh-huh. Uh, and so when he did that, uh, you know, Moses just held out his arm with that staff. And God, he caused a strong east wind to come back for that water roll back all night long. But his children would walk through that dry through that dry path to right. get to the other side. Right. But even though the enemies they was coming, he was they was coming after him, Pharaoh and his army. Mm-hmm. And they began to, to get fearful. And another thing I want to talk to you about uh, reminds me of Peter when Jesus came out and started walking on the water. Oh, yeah. And they were out there on that boat in that, in that raging storm. You know, they began to get fearful and, 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 and uh, cry out. And so Jesus was down the boat sleeping, and you know the story. He was just uh, chilling. He was just chilling out, <laughs> and, and uh, he just uh, spoke the word, and he just called the water to the seats, the storm is the seats. And so <laughs> they began to see, like, they thought it was a ghost coming out on the water. He was coming out to the boat where they were at. And he was walking on the water, and, and, they, and they got fearful. But he told them, don't, you know, not to be fearful, it was him. And so he began to tell Peter, if Peter told me it was him, you know, I'm going you know, to step out of the boat and I'm going to walk to you. Right. Well, Peter stepped out of the boat, began to walk on the water to Jesus. And you know the story. He uh, he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to see. He began to look at his circumstances around him. That all that water and, and storm, raging storm. And, and he, he, he that's the way we are today. Wow. Yeah. Uh, when we become fearful, we're looking at the things that's happening around us. Mm-hmm. And that's when we take our, and we take our eyes off Jesus. Uh, you know, that's when we begin to sink. We begin to go down. Mm-hmm. But long as we keep our eyes on Jesus and keep that faith, you can you can always rise above everything. That and you know, just right there, literally, just it brings me back to that whole Tabitha Brown situation when when she basically said, you know, or basically she was a quote unquote. She's saying money business all of that it's not gonna save your marriage but if you focus on god and the goal of love in your marriage you'll be all right and i like how you said when you focus on the circumstance and then i think that's kind of like what i've been doing a lot lately and stuff i've been focusing on like you know being an adult and like man like oh man i got this car payment to worry about i got this insurance and stuff i i don't even know like you know what my first check for my first job is gonna look like and stuff like 
I'm just, and I, I even started worrying about student loans and I'm only in my grace period, but I'm trying to figure out how to start with my student loans. Am I going to be able to pay off my student loans? And I can tell you this, uh, I do know he said in his words, he said, can't solve your cares upon him. And he said, be anxious for nothing. That means he got your back. So that's just life, like you said, you know, you, you, that's life. We have to pay our bills. Yeah. And you got to be a good steward over your money. Yeah. And that's just life. I mean, you can't go through life saying, oh, I got this, I got all this stuff. That's just life. Well, see, when you've been sheltered, you know, and mom and dad take care of you, you know, while you're home and all this. Yeah. Oh, you got it made because, you know, they're paying most of the bills. And I be trying. I remember the time I had time. my first job. Y'all made me quit. And I'm like, I'm trying to learn. Y'all not letting me. And now and it's time. time. Uh, you know, all your responsibilities is coming your way now. Yeah. And this is a, just life. It's just life experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, you're just getting ready to walk into the real life adulthood. Yeah. As being responsible, you got to pay your bills. I mean, this can't get through this life without paying your bills. You mm-hmm. got to pay a house payment or rent or a light bill. You got those things. That's just life. Uh, else you, you won't uh, have a place to stay if you don't pay your bills. You know, those mm-hmm. are just simple things. Right. Uh, but I'm just, like, scared that, you know, I've always had that fear of, like, not having enough money. It's like, I know I have to pay for these things, and I'm going to because, I mean, well, why wouldn't I? I should. I, you know, I need these things to live, but but it's like, I always ask. I was like, you know, I've always had, you remember I told you about that one dream that I had where I had like money in my hands and it turned to sand and it was just dripping through my hands and I was like and I started crying because it's like where is it going and stuff and all I've asked is like I'm not asking you know to be rich I'm not asking to be you know I'm not asking for a mansion I don't even want a mansion because that's way too big all I'm asking is for more than enough and again Angel uh, and how you gonna get that is you got to obey the word of God when he says to pay your tithes oh yeah all God gives 10% of your earnings uh, he doesn't ask for all of it. He's on 10%. And that goes to helping the church and, and help feed people. And, and a lot of people think it's to God. They'll be like, why do I? But I don't think people realize that to God is because we're actually giving it back out to the community, the church, to help pay the church, to help get food for, to help homeless people or people who need food, like, you know, a single mother with kids. We can go buy her food. That's what that money is for. Yeah, and he said bring your tithes. To tithes and offerings, yeah. And offerings to the storehouse. And uh, he said he rebuked the devourer. That means you won't feel like you got it. And another thing too, uh, pay your tithes and offerings on on good ground. Mm-hmm. Every every ground is not good ground. You mean like at, at certain churches? I was okay. Let me get certain into this. Be, okay, I was just about to ask you. How do you feel? <laughs> nah, this is a good topic. How do you feel? And you, you know what? Some of y'all might actually understand what I'm talking about. For those of y'all, y'all been to church and stuff. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How do you feel about some churches that use those tithes and offer them, but they don't use it in the way that they should be using it? Like, okay, for example, you know how some people be talking about the pastor that's got the nice cars and the houses and stuff, and really he uses that for the nice car and houses, but yet he got congregation members who are going through it or people out in the community, and it's like, dude, you could put some of that money out to the people who are literally looking up to you as an example of God. You're like, you know, you're the man between Jesus in between to God, but yet, you know, you got this lavish car and this, this, which is lit. Hear me out. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's just like, you know, if a person comes to you and says, Hey, I'm struggling a little bit. I believe in God, but is there any way the church can help me 
get to where I need to be. And it's like, you know, or help pay the church light bill because maybe that light bill needs to be paid because it's cold during the wintertime. We need to let some of the members in at night to let them go to sleep. And how do you feel about some pastors or whoever at the church uses that money for wrong? Oh, I wish they had wrong. No, they, <laughs> they should not do that. Uh, you know, you got people that's, you know, that have, it's homeless for some people. Uh, that really need money to, you know, help pay the light bills uh, uh, or food, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, church should have a fund set up where uh, that you'll be able to help these people in, in, in need. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't see, I don't see churches work, doing that hardly often anymore. Like that's, I, that's, I used the, to. That's, that's the real work of Christ. Right, going out to communities and, and showing. And the hunger, the hunger, yeah. sick, uh, those things, and those things that I have to do got to start doing more often mm-hmm. um, yeah like I do a lot with my uh, uh, when I clean out my closet um, before I go give it to my cousin after I give it my cousins I, I bring a lot of it to like the church community center because I have a lot of clothes like when it I got inspired from uh, one of the storms we had my senior year of high school back in 2017 I think it was Matthew and um, I, I gave away a pair of Jordans, y'all. I did. And I couldn't fit in them no more. I said, well, somebody's going to get this blessing. I don't need these I Jordans say, no more. I if you're going to give somebody something, give them your best. Yeah. Don't give them something that you know you can't use and nobody else can use. Right. Um, something that they can really use. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, give them your best. Uh, I give them all the best outfits that. I got. Now, I've seen PBS that give away things that nobody else can use. I mean, why you want to just, you know, pawn off your, 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 your junk on it's, somebody, and like, nobody can't use Yeah, nobody can use it. You can't even fix it. You know, uh, so that lets you know where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Like, all the clothes you've seen I give away is stuff I've only wear, like, what, like, maybe three times, and then I kind of, like, outgrow it, but I keep it thinking I'm going to either get bigger or smaller, and I just, like, mm, I don't need this. Let me, and I, I learned that also from this woman named Marie Kondo. She's talking about, like, when you give something away, you basically say thank you. Or like at the house that she was fixing up, she would always say thank you to the house. And it's something as simple as that, just a simple thank you. Or, you know, I feel like we really got to start doing that a lot more. I feel like especially in our communities of color, our minorities communities, we got to do a lot more and stuff. Like, especially where we live at, we live in Robinson County. And that's probably the reason why, you know, that was only the first time I seen Robinson County actually get up together was during Matthew or whatever it was where Robinson County actually like, got together to help the community but I was like how many storms is it gonna take for us to actually put our differences aside look at what actually needs to be fixed and help the community but especially like with churches and stuff like that and and I believe too uh, uh and you just add to that uh when the storm uh Matthew came back he knew this uh storm that yeah. God sent out and he allowed to come through Robson County it was to wake the people up Mm-hmm. But instead, there was people looting and robbing. Mm-hmm. The liquor stores. stores. The liquor stores. I mean, looting TVs and, and things like that. But we ain't got no power, so how are we going to use the TVs? So, how, so, so in other words, they're not, they're not waking up. Nah. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of sad because, you know, through all that, they're still not, they're still not getting it. Yeah. They're not getting and hearing what God is saying to them. Um, and what's, you know, could happen next would be worse. And I was just thinking, like, you know, if it's not going to wake you up to see God, it's supposed to wake you up to see humans, to and see that we're thing, supposed to help but people. But I will tell you this, is one thing I noticed through, uh, through the storm, 
we were still blessed through the storm. You know, God, he, he can uh, cross and then he can build us back up. Build us back up. He'll right. never let us truly fall. I mean, you know, really fall. He's always there. The reason why I said because I noticed that how the communities were coming together and they were cooking food mm-hmm. everywhere. I mean, cook, you know, cooking out on the grill because we didn't have no power. And just talking. And they were talking. We were just talking about together. times and stuff. And, it was nice. Uh, and it was really nice. And I said, boy, this is just like a break. I like, I low-key, I didn't even go, I was just about to say, I kind of, I'm not even going to, I, I low-key kind of did miss those days where we just didn't have power. I was thankful to have water. I didn't care about the power. I, I was thankful just to have running water. Even if it was a cold shower or take a bird bath. But I, I just enjoyed like cooking out on a grill, talking with y'all and our neighbors that we had never spoken to and stuff and just getting to know everybody. And I was like, you know, especially I went to go volunteer and stuff at uh, one of the community centers on Pine Street, and I, I did it also because I was in that with the Honor Society. But I did it anyway because I was like, man, you know, um, my friend Vegan had invited me to go volunteer and stuff, and I and I actually really did enjoy volunteering, talking with different people, and realizing like, wow, Robinson County, honestly, especially the city of Lumberton, there is so much beauty in it, but it's covered by so much ugliness. People don't like I was speaking with somebody else. People don't even know the amount of talent we have in this city. Mm-hmm. It, it is crazy how much talent people have, how much the purpose is there, but nobody's doing anything. Because number one, either people are being blocked off or they, they're fearful, as we were just talking about, to do something because they're fearful of what others might think and stuff like that, you know? Um, and it's just like, what what is there to fear when we're all human beings? When we're all under the same stars sun clouds and stuff just like you and me what is there to fear when we can really just be sitting here building each other up and really make this community a great place but it's so difficult because it seems like some people don't want to make it a great place really i would say this too it all boils down to one thing he said love you one another and that's what i was talking about when the storm came everybody was coming together there was in different places there was always food they always had food to eat that's why I said God didn't let her, didn't let you just fall flat. Right. He was, you know, always did it. It was steady uh, provision made, mm-hmm. uh, even through that storm. Um, just like you said, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it, even though we didn't have lights, but we still had to run the water. We had that, uh, it, even though it was like really low pressure. But I was like, at least we got it. Versus one of my friends, they had lights but no water mm-hmm. and stuff. And, that one of my friends had to go to somebody else's house, but it's like in that time, but it was really you learn how to, to to learn how to give and not not get 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 get. I need this, I need that, and it was a moment. Even for those who did lose their homes and stuff, it, it was really a moment of like, I guess like seeing like your circumstance. Because one of my friend, her family, they had lost their home on the south side, and they just ended up moving, I think, to the Fayetteville area. And that worked that, out perfectly for them. I want to add this too. Um, when the storm came, uh, I reminded me of the story of uh, the children of Israel when he uh, instructed Moses to uh, for the people to get a, a lamb that was not uh, didn't have any blemishes mm-hmm. to sacrifice and put the blood of the doorposts. Mm-hmm. And then when he would see uh, the blood of the doorposts, he would pass over and send the death angel out. Will pass over. Right. Um, I thought about that and I said, you know, I said it's amazing when you belong to God. Uh, not to literally put blood over the doorpost like they did back then, 
but the blood, you covered by the blood of God. Right. Amen. And and he passed over this home. Yeah, uh, our home was literally uh, our mean, whole entire neighborhood. Was going great before because this storm passed over this home, and it could have tore it apart. It really could have, cause we live in a y'all. We live in a trailer. <laughs> we live in a. Tra- it literally could have tore this whole entire home apart. But where we lived at, it wasn't. T- all we had was puddles in the yard. That was it. We still had a whole roof over our head and everything. You know, lights was out, but every we was all right. I was like that. I, wow. Okay. That's right. But I, I do uh, another episode I will tell you about and um, go ahead and, and you know sign off. Yeah. Um, one time I had to have a breast um, um, exam, and I remember them sending me a letter saying they wanted to reevaluate my left breast. Mm-hmm. And it had me really worried. And, and one night I was in my prayer room getting ready to come out. And um, I heard the Lord say, trust me now. Mm-hmm. And so I went over to uh, the apartment. I think Angel had something at school that I had to be to. And when I went there... Uh, Uh-oh, Dad told uh, she went and showed the doctor my name. She rushed me through so I could go to the program. And then when she came back with his he looked over my results and everything. Mm-hmm. He said, everything was fine. And God had been telling me the whole time that everything was all was well. Right. So in other words, you got to trust me. If he tell you all is well, you can take it to the bank. All right. And basically on that note, guys, just try not to, you know, have too much fear in your stuff and just stay I think that I think the lesson here is just to sit still and and, and just wait and just wait on it um thank you guys for listening to my podcast my dad just came in and I will talk to you guys next time uh make sure to drink your water if you're vaccinated great and y'all have a great time uh see you guys again bye freaks and geeks All right.